For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. going on blue jays fans and welcome to yet another edition of jay bird watching we are part of the stadium scene dot tv network and of course we're the official podcast of fan sided jays journal tonight we're going to talk about offensive struggles we're going to talk about the middle of the series against the two game series against the cardinals we're going to talk about juan soto but before we do that let me introduce to you my co-host for this evening, Mr. Craig Borden and Chris Key. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this fine Tuesday? Be better if we could score some fucking runs. But <laughs> <laughs> but to that point, we are pitching ourselves to wins. So there's at least one proper thing going on. It's the one thing that nobody expected this team to complete reversal, I think. They expected this pitching staff to be good. But we wouldn't be winning without this pitching staff, right? <laughs> oh, God, no. Could you imagine if we had the pitching staff oh. of last year? Oh, oh we'd, we'd be screwed. Arc. <laughs> we'd be screwed. We'd be screwed. We'd, uh, yeah. we'd be relying on so. Stripling to, to, to save the day. Uh, and maybe we still will. But um, anyway, so <laughs> we gotta, we got to talk about the offensive struggles first because this is Obviously, the number one thing on Blue Jays fans' minds right now, this is probably going to be the meat and peanut butter of this entire conversation. So uh, let's just that jump right in. That you just said there? <laughs> meat and peanut butter, man. Meat and peanut butter. Um, uh, I thought we were both American. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, I don't I don't combine the two. It just sounds there good. There you go. It um, just sounds good. There it is. <laughs> it sounds good. Uh, over the course of the entire series versus the Mariners and the Reds, as well as the one game that we have covered or rather seen, Against the Cardinals, that's seven games total. The Blue Jays have scored a total of 20 runs. This is approximately three runs per game. It's actually a little less than that, but let's just round it up to three. I think it's 2.85. Uh, that's a bit below what we would have liked the average to be, but um, especially against teams like the Reds, where you think they'd be mashing against, they simply did not minus maybe one game. Um, the Blue Jays have been struggling all season. Their offense has been, you can't classify it as anything else but anemic. Um, they are batting an MLB low of 186 runners in scoring position throughout the mm-hmm. course of 41 games. They've only scored more than 10 runs just once this season, and that was on opening day. They have scored three or fewer runs in 24 of their 42 games, which include Monday, and they are entering play, uh, they enter play Monday, rather, uh, 28th among the 30 teams with the 78 weighted runs created plus in May. Um, Vladdy is not helping the situation. His slash line is 235, 342, 309 in May with 
one home run with an OPS of 651. Uh, and this was a nice little nugget from Ben Nicholson Smith. Um, Aaron Judge has 11 home runs in this month, and the Blue Jays have 12. So uh, this offense is just not getting it done. And there comes a point where you enter June when you think some changes need to be made, some shakeups need to happen. I don't know what it is. We saw early indications of this with um, some lineup changes. Um, so let, let's let's just let's just dive right in, Chris. Uh, I know the conversation of Dante being coming back. You are the one that is skeptical of that for various reasons. I'll let you get into. But what needs to be done in order to shape up this offense for in order for it to be exactly what we anticipated them to be? It's kind of a loaded question, actually. Uh, we have all the need, time. Yeah, what needs to be <laughs> done? Oh, man. We could start anywhere and go anywhere. Um, it, to break it down in a very basic sense is that it seems that there's too many hanging breaking balls and center cut fastballs that they're watching, and then they're flailing at junk outside the zone. Um, Chapman's a big example. Guerrero is expanding the zone. Bichette um, was doing that more so in April, but it, he's quietly had a very, very good May, um, hitting almost 300. Um, I think they were Aspinall, actually showing last night his season is yeah. basically the same season that he had last May, right? May uh, Espinal has been the outliner of, or outlier of being very consistent all year, but. Um, and as of late, Bradley Zimmer seems to be the news at Collins where he, he's getting some timely hits and maybe he's a little bit of a spark right now, but I don't hmm. want to go too far down that road. But um, <laughs> You're yeah, desperate. that that is getting desperate because like like I said, Zach, Zach Collins was only a flash in the pan and look where he is now. Uh, he, he wasn't worth getting that excited about. Um, what can you do? The simple answer there's two simple answers that I think you could do to try and ignite this offense. One is you fire coach, uh, and, and you fire both of them in Dave Hudgens and Guillermo Martinez. Martinez yeah. um, because there's not a lot else you can do simply because like, here's the argument. Oh, well, the hitting coach really doesn't do a lot. Well, then what's, the point in keeping them around. You might as well try something else. You might as well try a different approach at that point. The number two answer, which is a little bit more compliment, complicated, is you bring up Gabby Mourinho and you see if he can ignite something in the lineup um, because you're not getting anything from Danny Jansen since, he, since he's been back. You're not getting anything from Tay Oscar, especially since he, he's been back. But maybe you get somebody that, that gets boys a little bit excited. I've... I'm at a loss right now because everybody seems or every batter that goes up doesn't seem like they have much of a plan. And is is that a great job by the rest of the league? I find that hard to believe that everybody has dominated us that much and everybody has the playbook out on us. Like Kevin Kiermaier didn't share it all with like share everything with everybody in the league. <laughs> um, but there, there's really not a lot you can do as frustrating as it is. Like it, it's maddening watching these guys flail at the plate right now. Short of 
getting rid of the hitting coaches and like there there's a lot of chatter these last 24 hours that charlie montoyo's days should be numbered i haven't had as much of a problem this year with montoyo as what i normally do but like something's got to give because we're not having fun right now and the boys have fun when they win and I know Charlie's great at keeping the keeping the mood in the clubhouse, but honestly, shouldn't be having a lot of fun right now. Really shouldn't. Things, and I say that I say that a little bit tongue in cheek because, like, they still are a winning ball club. They're two games above five hundred right now. And if you look on Fangraphs, they actually their playoff percentage is actually higher than the Rays, which are two and a half games above them. Um, by a pretty good margin. Uh, Fangrass has the Blue Jays at 82.5% and has the Rays at 57%. Um, so, I don't know. It, it it really isn't all doom and gloom because the pitching has been so great. But, man, this offense leaves a lot to be desired for. Yeah. I'm going to echo those last sentiments that you said there, Chris, as far as this team being allegedly a playoff team right now and everything, and that we're, you know, in one avenue you're looking better than the Rays like you just mentioned but if you look at this team's expected record right now as far as the way they mm-hmm. take you know runs scored and runs allowed all that kind of good fun stuff into account it says we're a subpar team is 19 and 23 that's mm-hmm. a vastly different record than where we're currently sitting riding our pitching with just a sprinkling of offenses. I can't say enough offense because it's a sprinkling. <laughs> so um, the other thing that I, cause I was just curious when the last time the blue Jays actually had an average runs per game, as low as it is right now, there's only been two other seasons in their entirety of their history that are as low as it is right now. They say that our, uh, according to uh, baseballreference.com our runs per game is 3.57 i know you just did the math adam i don't know where the hell they're getting this number from but just to compare apples to apples <laughs> 1978 and 1981 are the only two seasons the blue jays have ever been that low mind you that is expansion level team not mm-hmm. i'm supposed to yeah. be winning a world series level team mm-hmm. right. <laughs> right so in the point of where does this offense come from you got to expect that it can't be this bad forever, but it's starting to fucking feel like forever at this point. Right. But what finally does spark and light a fire under the ass of everything. And right now I'm can't say I can fire Montoyo without good. At least the pitching staff has been handled, which is to his credit, still working with Pete Walker on that, but it's not a single person making that, excuse me, those decisions. So, and I think that that would be too much of a culture shock to the team to continue winning if you attack it in that ballpark. I think where you have to go is where Chris was saying, look at the hitting coaches. People get, somebody usually gets fired for this kind of thing. And the fact that if this is going to ride the status quo, this is going to be, I think, what it looks like with random spurts of good going forward. Because clearly the mantra being provided by said hitting coaches is not what these hitters need this year. And to that point, we all had a wonderful little powwow last year about, or actually over this offseason about Jesse Barfield in particular, getting barked at by somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was his mantra that was enough to shake the offense back into something proper last year is the way I interpreted a lot of that. Mm-hmm. What is going on with this pitching coach system? Or I mean, hitting coach system. That and you say don't don't be so shitting open. on the pitching coach. 
Yeah, I'm not shitting on the pitching coach. I did that before right. I came, when I was still yeah. writing for Adam's website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's still here? <laughs> it was the last article I ever wrote. <laughs> so, the, the, the only person that should feel safe on the coaching staff right now is named Pete Walker. It's Pete Walker. Exactly. Right? So, but to that point, on the flip side of that coin, Huggins and uh, Martinez should, right now, we were questioning the fact if it was even working properly last year. Now you're completely proving the point. And the only reason you got through last year is somebody got the right voice in at the right time. They're not allowing that to happen right now. Everything's in a vacuum. Guess what? That vacuum includes those two gentlemen I just called out. And I don't know how they keep their jobs. I really don't understand it. I would have been fired for this in two seconds if I was a hitting coach. (laughs) That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Then I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just seems to me that there's a Chris, you touched on it pretty much on the nose right in the beginning. The problem I'm seeing is that uh, they're swinging at a lot of shit that's um, way off the plate and they're being, for lack of, the, of a better term to put it, they're being neutered when it comes to their offensive production. Um, I agree. I don't know if this is a, a hitting philosophy that is being implemented that, you know, they they've rev the engines up so much that they're encouraging them to just swing at everything because eventually you're going to make contact. And if that is the case, I'd imagine it wouldn't be, or rather I hope it wouldn't be because if that's the case, uh, that person needs to be fired immediately. Um, there, there is such thing as plate discipline and you sort of saw it last night. Um, what was it? Two runs on walks last night. Um, this team, it, Shouldn't be they scoring should runs be, on walks. They, yeah, you shouldn't be relying on walks um, to be scoring runs. And uh, I'm just checking out the stats right now. I want to see where they rank in walks because I bet you it's it's ridiculously low. They I are. I still don't think it's anywhere near as good as where you would think that if we think if things were working. <laughs> they are tied at the six worst in terms of walks, so the six fewest <laughs> in terms of. Uh, all 30 teams with 117 yeah. walks compared to the Dodgers 178. Um, Which is hilarious because the reason the Dodgers aren't walking is because the Dodgers are raking. Yeah, but they have, <laughs> care. They have Case in point. way more walks than we do, right? And, yeah. you know, you're, you're looking at the, the, the hitting disparity right now. Like Right now, the Mets, who lead the league with hits, have 383. And if we're going to go American League, the Angels have 353. Um, the Blue Jays are the seventh worst with only 315. Um, so they're not and making our contact. best hitter was, and our best hitter right now is a guy that wasn't a full-time player last year. Yeah. And thank God he is right now. Right. And he, he got bumped up to second in the order. Um, I like that by the way. I do. I do. I, look, I don't know what else to do besides maybe and make a trade to balance out the lineup. This team is in desperate need of a, of a lefty hitter. That doesn't necessarily solve the issues of chasing um, because they're, just because you implement a left-handed hitter in the lineup doesn't mean they're going to stop swinging at shitty pitches. But at the same time, a balanced approach might start to get the gears going and maybe a different uh, philosophy in general on how to on what pitches to swing at and what pitches to take. Um, would be beneficial. I, I'm looking at specifically Bo Bichet, who just seems to go, go, go at the first pitch. It's it, He'll swing at almost anything. Um, and I need to see that trend change. The only person that I don't really mind swinging at everything, and I'm using this carefully, is Vladdy, just because of the lineage. 
Um, but it's yet to be seen if he can re- replicate what his father used to do. Um, but it, I don't know. Hey, Oscar, I, just to go on what you just said, Adam, I don't, sure. I'm going to try and find what the exact number is, but Tay Oscar is like a 420 hitter or something when swinging at the first pitch over his career. Oh, really? And he's not swinging yeah. at the first pitch right now, which is scary. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Bo is doing it all the time. Oh, Bo does it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. And it doesn't Bo matter where first pitch. Yeah, he's. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that this team is riding on the fact that they're supposed to be this offensive juggernaut. So they're, they maybe assume that they anything they swing at, they're going to make contact with. And they're uh, they're gonna mash, but that's just not the case. Um, I was specifically but to that looking. Point, at, I think it can be that. It, I, I don't the know philosophy of where you're going right there. Is what is the philosophy that makes that happen? And last year when they were playing well, they were hitting the first pitch. Be aggressive. Right now, it's almost like they're sitting yeah. on the heels waiting for the game to come to them. Well, they got to be aggressive if the pitch is in the zone. They can't be aggressive mm-hmm. with sliders, you know, trailing to the outside. 30 feet outside. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's happening. That was Tay like, Oscar right, last night. I'm looking at a player like Matt Chapman, and I feel like Matt Chapman gets a, a, a pretty bad rep. But, like, yes, his K rate is terrible. It's like His K percentage is at 18. His whip percentage is at 14. Um, I'm looking at his average exit velocity. is at 92. His max exit velocity is 88. His hard hit percentage is 97. Like, he's making contact. You know, it's it's there. It's just I just it, I, when I look at a guy like Matt Chapman, I'm looking at a person that's primed and ready for a breakout. It just hasn't connected yet, and I don't know if that has anything to do with the hip injury. Um, maybe he's still healing, or rather, trying to gather up his form. But the rest of the team oh has no God. excuse. Maybe you can make an argument for Tay Oscar, and maybe you can make an argument for Jansen. Maybe, but Vladdy, Bo, I mean, Espinal's been really good. I think he's leading the league in WAR for second baseman. Um, yes, well, our batting average yeah. just went down more with our runners in scoring position, which was a mere point one seven nine. Just to say, we're not even batting oh. the Mendoza line with Is runners in scoring for the position. Yes, before that, oh, at bat with Boba yeah. Shot, yeah. right now oh. we are batting point one seven nine with runners mm-hmm. in scoring position. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. So I don't know. I think the the if if they're not. They, I find it hard to believe that they haven't implemented a sort of change of philosophy yet, and the pitch and the players just aren't adopting to it. So I think Chris and Craig, what we were talking, what you guys were alluding to, is a change needs to be made. And if Martinez needs to be fired as a result, I mean, who fucking cares? I mean, like besides him, yeah. obviously. I'm just saying in terms of the fanhood here. Yeah. Hitting coaches come and go. Who cares? Can I ask you guys a really, really stupid question? I I hate even bringing this up i reserved this for me but go ahead bradley zimmer let off i can't remember what inning it was last night i want to say like the fourth or seven maybe hit that double right he he hit a double yeah yeah he let off with a double and i realized that he was hitting at the bottom of the order and then springer was up when you're desperate to score runs and you get a lead off single do you start getting a bunt down to get that guy to third no not if you're Springer. He's probably the best hitter on the team right now. I, I'm, I'm not, not doing it. Just, I'm not, would you do it to Tay Oscar then? Yes. Right now, maybe, yes. <laughs> I would not do it. Holy shit, we're going to score a run. I changed the channel for two seconds. <laughs> Holy crap, oh, look we at scored that. a run in the first inning. There it was go. basically now, a you, fielder's now, choice. Now, mind you, we, we shouldn't have because <laughs> it was kind of a crappy ground ball that just got into the hole enough, but... We did oh score a run in the first. We scored inning. a run. 
Guillermo, <laughs> your your ass is safe for five minutes. Like I'm but not, to that I'm not point, gonna... it was a fielder's choice level ground ball up the middle yeah. at yeah. Edmund Doe for, <laughs> and yeah. it's just he beat it out. I'm not necessarily concerned with with lineups and whatever and and strategic you know moves like laying down bunts. I'm more concerned with where this offense is heading as a whole and their inability to score runs with in scoring position, like just in general, just making contact. It's just not happening, um, especially with players that ought to be making contact that we rely on. Um, so yeah. I just don't know what to do. And I don't know if, uh, Chris, I, I'll, I'll you know put it on a tee for you. Everyone's saying Dante Pichette, our fellow co-host who's not with us because he he's in Ryu, Ryu Rehab again, uh, that being Brennan, um, <laughs> is saying Dante Pichette, I'm I'm just going to say the quiet part out loud. I think it's a vaccination issue. I know a lot of people say that he's just enjoying retirement, but this is the guy that, you know, loved being around the kids and mm-hmm. loved sharing his knowledge. I honestly think it's a vaccination issue. I have no proof. I have nothing to ever, you know, was said, nothing to give me evidence of this, but why not be part of a job that you said you loved? And help this team. I'm wondering how much he was part of that Barfield thing. Even though he was employed, he was stepping on somebody's toes. I'm going to tell you something right now. Hold on. So I saw this this interesting <laughs> Reddit post. Um, it was Sorry a no, no, it's fine. It was a before Dante, after Dante. So as bad as the Blue Jays' <laughs> offense looks right now, they struggle just as badly back in August of 21. Then Dante Bichette rejoined the team, talked to the boys about their approach, and the team went on its greatest heater of the season. And this is this is back in what August. So uh, from that was August twentieth, same 20th, time frame that Barfield said he was involved too, though. <laughs> so from so. August twentieth to the thirty first, they scored more than three runs, just two times. Then Dante Pichette, who had been away from the team all season, rejoined the club, and they went on a massive tear. So yes, just saying. So <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Yeah. Where, where, where's your head at with Dante? Uh, I'm in the same boat as you, Adam. I, I think it's probably a vaccination issue. I think I think at first him stepping away is probably because like there's basically a gag order between him and Bo there during was, the yes. off season when uh when the lockout was going, right? Like they, they yeah. couldn't even like could you imagine that? he was because employed by the team. Because you're right? employed by the team, you can't talk to your kid. Like, fuck that. Like Right. <laughs> but it, especially when they're used to calling each other like every night, right? Yeah, you, you talk <laughs> about things and like obviously they both enjoy it. Um, it. If Dante has a way to get through to these kids and like it seems like especially Bo has kind of turned it on since that Tampa Bay series where we know that Dante was there and there mm. are probably some, some one-on-one conversations being had or maybe some maybe some some cage moments somewhere away from the ballpark where where Dante was helping or something like something's working for him right now and I damn near willing to bet it was his old man um <laughs> if probably if, not wrong if there's with that. if there's some way somehow that you can get him on your side like fuck I'm willing to try anything at this point like I'm really willing to try anything and like 
What's the bare minimum? The, 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 the guy's set for money, right? So it's probably not yes. going to be one of those things that you got to just dump a whack load of money in front of them and, oh, okay, I'll sit there and get my shots, right? Because um, still, <laughs> it, it would be another 30 days or so before he could get a second one when he could rejoin the team in Toronto, right? Because he'd have to be fully vaccinated to get across the border. Um, yes. So yeah, I, I don't think it's so cut and dry to get Dante back, but... I don't know if you got a long road trip or something, you want to bring him in for 10 days or whatever it's going to be that they're, they're on a long, I don't know if they have a, a, a long road trip coming up or something, but if there's a point where, uh, where you could get them on the road with you, they have, Oh, in June next, uh, in two weeks, they're in Kansas city for three days and then Detroit for three days with an off day in there. I don't know. Maybe you bring them on the road with you and just say, Hey, can Get's you salt it? Can you just, Figure our shit out because we don't have a clue. I don't fresh look. Yeah, I don't know. They got they got to find something. They they really do. They need another voice. They need they they really need something. And and I'm not 100 percent what it is or 100 percent sure what it is right now. Well, so I'm saying, what is the bare minimum that you like? it, It seems that everyone in this room at least agrees that the bare minimum to at least make an attempt to address this is fire and replace the hitting coach. Yeah. You have to replace you. You have to change the philosophy. And honestly, you have to show these players that we're, we're not fucking around. Okay. Are you going to do that? Are you going to do that from within? Are you replacing Guillermo Martinez with someone from within? In our current dugout? No. No. Yeah. Okay. So like, (laughs) are you, are you seeking outside? If it's not, Dante? Yeah, if it's not Dante, you got to find somebody. Okay. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I was say, yeah like it, if anyway, it is too. Barfield or not. No, I, honest, I, honestly, I think I, Barfield would tell him to go fucking pound salt. I think he would too, and that's why I'm not going there. I think the answer is technically in the organization. Carlos Delgado? I don't know if you... I'd love that, but that's not going to happen. I don't think either. Right now, the Toronto Blue Jays minor league position or team in Buffalo is one of the highest scoring teams in the international league. And Corey Hart is their hitting coach. And that is also a dugout that boasts Devon white. I mean, Corey Hart is (laughs) might be, he was their Roman guy for a bit. Wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he, how long do do you mostly play for the Brewers? Yes, and he wasn't exactly known for being an awesome hitter, but apparently he's doing something proper with the kids. And guess what we have on this team? Kids. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That that might be an option that would resonate better with the the kids in the lineup. Um, And he worked with John Schneider. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. okay. I'm good with it then. I'm good with it. Corey Hart was on the the team. I, it, I'm like 90% sure the year that Bobachette and all them won the international, or no, sorry, the Eastern League Championship together in New Hampshire, that he was a member of that coaching staff with John okay. Schneider as yeah. when John Schneider Corey, was the manager. Yeah, so Corey Hart's been in the organization for quite a while. I wanted that might have been his first job. Yeah, is he Canadian? No, the guy that wears his sunglasses no. at night is Canadian. No, he's not. <laughs> um, so I. I, I Touching I do want to touch on the fact that I do not think this is a Charlie Montoyo problem. Like, obviously, it ultimately falls down on him. But much like last season, 
you know, I'm the first one to criticize Charlie Montoyo, and to this day, I still think he's a bridge manager. I don't think he's the manager of this future. I'm not even confident that this team can win a World Series with him. But um, I like to be proven wrong. Uh, last year, when everyone was saying, got to fire Montoyo because this bullpen is garbage, I was at his defense saying, what the fuck do you want him to do? Like, you can't just keep it's pounding out Romano and Simber. That's it. Like you, you can't. And arguably, this bullpen is still pretty bad outside of maybe a handful of what four guys. Um, so when, when it comes to the offense, right now, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, we better have a Jimmy Garcia have another fun again. I mean, Barucky did get himself out of a jam, but it wasn't you know it wasn't a pretty pretty outing. Uh, How on the say, edge of your seat were you? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, especially you know, with the, getting uh, yourself the out of a throw. jam doesn't mean giving up a walk-off grand slam. He didn't. Baraki didn't. That wasn't Baraki. Oh, that wasn't Baraki. Jesus. No. Yeah. No. no that, was, uh, that, that was. Let's Phelps. throw Julian Merriweather. Yeah. yeah. No. Julian no. Julian Merriweather barely got out of it. Then Phelps. Yep. No, Merriweather. Right. I think made the tied up the game. Um, right. Yeah. And and Phelps gave it up. But yeah, Phelps gave it up. I. You can't blame Montoya Sleepy. for this. You can't. You can't blame can. Montoya. No, you can't. Is this the offense? You can, but are not you, you don't have a lot of basis to your argument. But True. I'm willing okay. to do it. Cito Gas is like the only manager on the face of the planet, I think, in Major League Baseball history that replaced a manager at some point in given point in the season, and then took a team to the playoffs. I, he's like, if not, he's one of like, you know, count them on one hand in Major League managers. They're not going to fire Montoya right now. They're going to do something like no, this to either shake up the roster with the to the point where they get that guy like you were talking about, Adam, that catalyst the bat to be able to do this, change up the coach in the hitting position. And then after this season, guess what? If this team continues to suck to fuck, then you're going to be firing Charlie Montoya. <laughs> Just saying. You have to. Um, all right. So look, we're, too many we're, expectations for this team to be doing what we're doing right now. And they get, they have to do something. Let's uh, let's talk about this then. Let, let's bring it to what we can can do to mitigate these issues by bringing in someone from the outside. So, uh, apparently the, Juan Soto. <laughs> well, we can talk Juan Soto, but I also want to talk, do some like preliminary talks about bell. Uh, apparently Josh Bell's name has been thrown out there as I think he's a switch hitter actually. Um, he is. And yeah, so the nationals are in cell mode and I guess Josh Bell is a name that's out there. Uh, so we primarily would like him to be a left-handed batter. Craig, He's not a bad player, but is he the answer? I mean, if the rumors are true that the Blue Jays are actively seeking or pursuing Bell, is he someone that you can think can naturally slide into this line? And where are you going to put him? He will be an all-day DH, period, because just going to say it, because Vlad's been phenomenal at first base. Yes. You're not touching that. And especially if you're a guy they're trading for. Don't get me wrong. He'll play once or twice a week at probably first base or whatever, but the preliminary spot for Josh Bell in this lineup will be DH. And I don't know how well that fixes the lineup other than the fact that you are getting a guy that will, you know, the switch hitter. So most of the time he's going to be batting left-handed um, is going to weigh out the lineup. And he's somebody that brings some hell of pop that you can put in there with hopefully, you know, Vlad Teoscar in that, you know, three, four, five spot. And it will be something that will help ignite, hopefully, the offense. Is Josh Bell the complete answer to where I think the offense needs to go? Because he ain't going to be cheap. So I'm pretty sure he's signed up with the Nationals for a whole other season. Check so, 
Um, I, I just think it's going to be hard to bring him in. And I, if you're doing that, I'm hoping he actually would be part of some kind of package where we might be able to get at least another bullpen arm or something to balance out talent that would have to go back their direction. Because that's the other catch. The, net, the Nats, if they don't trade Juan Soto, they think they can compete within the next three years in his window. Let me, let me just cut you off real quick. Josh Bell's yeah. a free agent next year. Then I'm paying so, up jack shit for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a $10 million contract for this year. So, like, obviously you pay less than that. Sorry, can Yeah, can, but and to that point, I don't think you're you can find a prospect that's an even swap without money in that situation. I think I agree. Yes. You could take on some of that salary too. Correct. You could take on all and of it. it. Cause it's probably like 8 million. Yeah. I would think whatever the hell was left on his contract at time of trade would just yeah. be a wash okay, or whatever yeah. prospect you get, just yeah. get it done and over with it. Cause you're just, you're trying to give them talent to hope for them to build on. So they're going to have to pay for that talent and to give that back, mm-hmm. you get Josh Bell. So right. I think he does help this lineup. But the one thing that I'm worried about I like them finding somebody that can fit in that everyday DH spot because we haven't seen somebody like Alejandro Kirk or whoever just run away with that spot and demand those at bats when they're, you know, probably supposed to be sitting on the bench those days. Mind you, giant Kirk fan. Love him. <laughs> so he's not an everyday catcher. Yeah. I and that to me, I just love his bat. So if he's right. not catching, put him in the damn DH spot. I'm perfectly fine with that. And right now, I think that he's their best option when you're not spelling a day for somebody like Springer, Vladdy, whoever it might be, just to give him a half a day off by letting them DH. And I think Josh Bell is one of those guys that would come in and be somewhere in the midst of a Justin Smoke level bat to our one good year with Terrence Morales. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Now Happy. is that getting you an yeah, exactly. Is that getting you enough net gain? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Cause Josh Bell has been a since he's left Pittsburgh, he's been a bit of a wild card. So Chris. Wanna have some real fun? That yeah, let's go. Could be <laughs> Bring complete, up the that, that could be a real wild card. <clears throat> Josh Bell and Nelson Cruz. I would now, love it. Now, Cruz yeah. isn't having a fantastic year by any stretch of the imagination. He's barely hitting over 200 right now. Get him in the old ballparks, man. But you get him, get him back into some AL ballparks and yeah. some familiar uh, familiar pitching that he's seen before in the AL. And he could, t- he, yeah, he could be some thunder in the bottom of this lineup. Um, now, would it take... Hmm. What would it take to get both those? If they're all one-year contracts, right? Yeah, they're all one-year contracts. And like somebody somebody has to go then. Uh, It could be a mutual mutual, uh, option. option. Yeah, so he would have to agree to it as well. Um, And and Cruz is making decent money. He's making $15 million a year. Um, 40 plus, yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of thunder in that bat, though, um, which could could round out up a little bit. Um, God, Josh Bell's only twenty nine. Yeah, could have sworn that he been. I feel like he's been playing for like to the point where he'd be like thirty three. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you could get like Josh Bell, Nelson Cruz, and throw a bull, and, a, and, a bull, <laughs> and like a bullpen arm for like Curiel and a prospect. And to that point, you're probably going to be giving them somebody like that. Well, well at this point, 
let's say you're going to do this move, get this bat, you trade a catcher, and then you bring up Mourinho at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I would, I wouldn't mind moving off of Kirk at this point. If it's like Kirk, if you would do, I don't know that part with Lourdes. See, the thing is, like, you're you're clogging up the GH spot. Period. So if you if you get Bell and Cruz, you have Bell becomes a part time player. Well, Bell Bell can play the outfield, can he not? He did, but I wouldn't I trust him. Would be the best base. thing. Do you I'm really trust Curiel out there, though? Or that some guy doesn't play out there at all? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can just—I guess you could spell it then, right? You can spell the days that you need him in the outfield. Uh, you have Lourdes sit, and no. then you have—it's just—it seems complicated because Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. would one hundred percent be your everyday DH or yeah, majority yeah. of the time DH. Damn He's not, right. Yeah. yeah, he's not getting off that spot. So he's played a handful of games in the outfield over the last four seasons, and I have an emphasis like on handful twenty six. Primarily where seasons, right? You know where, right? right okay, so yeah, I'm seventeen not... games in right field over two seasons. Yeah, I'd rather have Guriel there than, sorry, in left. Yeah, he is primarily a first baseman. Six hundred thirty seven starts in his major league career at first base. Mm-hmm. Which, and to that point, he's not a slouch over at first base, but I'm just sorry to say that Vlad is like he could be a gold glover at first base, so I'm not, <laughs> you know, moving him. So where, yeah. where, again, Chris, back to your point, what realistic trade package are we looking at? Let's just say for the sake of argument that you're, let's get wild and say Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell. I mean, it, would think, have, it would have to be both of them and, like, do they have any so good relievers? They're both rentals. Yeah, they're both rentals, but like, do they have any good relievers you could throw in there too? Searching, right yeah. <laughs> like enhance. <Yeah. laughs> the only one, like I've heard of C Shack, Harvey. Well, Harvey, you can't. Oh no, that's not my C Shack. Might be a fun one to throw in the midst of that whole thing with uh, him and Simber. <laughs> yeah, just get really weird. Oh, we can get Carla Edward Jr. back. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I don't really know a lot of names that jump out from their from their bullpen. Aaron Sanchez. I doubt maybe. they would trade him, uh, but this Palio Espino is pretty good. He's all also older, I guess. I don't know. He was he's had been on a few good seasons. Yeah, I don't care yeah, if you're old or not age. for the bullpen. Um, I just care uh, if you can get out. Um, yeah. but They're yeah, not going to trade so, that say, Reno kid. Yeah, so say you're you're going after Bell Cruz and a and a reliever. Better you're gonna Taylor, give, you're, better, you're gonna give up one of, nice. You're gonna give up one of Kirk or Guriel and maybe a, a prospect. prospect. Yeah. I'm not giving up Pearson in that situation. No, 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 no. I wouldn't give up Pearson in that trade. Hell no. Um I don't it's even a team think... that liked Rain, liked Riley Adams last year for one. Yeah, that's saying. what I'm saying. We got Brad. Hand. Our, uh, we got Brad Hand. So, and I don't see uh, that as much of a different upgrade. You're gonna need somebody that's a little bit higher ceiling than Riley Adams to pull the trigger on just Josh Bell. I think. Well, that's why I'm yeah. seeing Guriel probably get some racing and with both of them. Um, yeah. I just don't know what you do with them both. I would love to have both those bats, but unless you're giving up. You can't put Nelson Cruz out in the outfield all day every day. No, you have Tapia for no. left field. You you would have yeah. to make Tapia your primary left fielder, which I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah. So can we just get to the real trade bait? 
All right, let's talk about Juan Soto <laughs> because to me, like apparently the Blue Jays are in on him as well as the Padres, or at least they are going to be eagerly pursuing him should the Nationals pull the trigger on making him available. To me, I went to various trade calculators. The asking price would be absolutely absurd when it comes to the number of bodies, but a package that does get it done. Pregnant pause. (laughs) According to the trade machine, pregnant pause. Nalik Manoa would get it done. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you make that move? No. What are they going to do with those two guys, though? The only guy that they get in their window that will compete in that window for the Nationals' current rebuild would be Manoa. Bichette would be looking to get a contract like they're trying to extend Soto right now that they're not able to do. Mm -hmm. They're they're, Mm -hmm. they're talking, the Nationals are three, four years away from being solid, solid again. Let me just play devil's here. Just saying. I would <laughs> not I would not make that trade. But let me just play devil's advocate. I wouldn't either. <laughs> the pitching staff is good. You remove Alec Manoa, they are objectively worse. But the pitching staff is good. You add offensive you add possibly the Insane best level. player. Like he might automatically like as soon as he enters this lineup, he'd be the best Blue Jay ever, I think. Can I say he's going to be Jose Cruz Jr. all over again if this is traded for that for that amount of talent? <laughs> you you part ways with Bobochet if fast tracks or Elvis right up to shortstop. That's your boy. I don't see how in the world we can't just get this done with the top That's prospects that we have. Just saying. You just Relis want to piss Chris off. <laughs> why is that pissing him off? He loves it's the Elvis. It's your boy. Becomes an everyday shortstop for this team, and he's already number eleven. <laughs> so all the jersey you got, you just take off Bichette and just put Martinez in there. You have your Aurelvis jersey. You. Are... I'm watching our viewers go like this. Just saying. <laughs> no, I, I, again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make this trade. But I'm just saying. Ugh, that's Chris what the calculator spat out. Chris. Oh, okay. Chris cut out as soon as he started. He, to... You you hurt his brain too much. Yeah. So, anyway. I, to me, as much as that might be what the MLB The Show calculator is saying. <laughs> it wasn't The Show. I forget. I, I found a calculator. It wasn't. A random calculator. Yeah. I, I, I see why the Nats would want Manoa, because they'd still be under team control in their window for that last little bit, right? But to me, Bo Bichette doesn't make sense for them, because he would be service time and free agent eligible if they didn't extend him. They just don't get to keep them. <laughs> and they're trading for their future right now is why I would think that they would just be like, oh, you want saw, uh, want saw, you give me X random person, maybe Lourdes, like we were talking about with Alejandro Kirk and the uh, Jose Ramirez fund before the offseason, right? Throw him in. Give me, you know, Martinez. <laughs> give me every Blue Jay prospect you can name, including Nate Pearson, and that will be what it would be. Those five freaking guys going back to the Nats, and that would be where they build their future on. I think it would take more than that. I honestly think... Hold on, Chris. If you they don't think they can me. extend them. <laughs> there he's back Chris, you were, you were about to, to lay into me. Go ahead. 
No, it's just uh, you're not getting rid of. No, you're not, you're not getting rid of Manoa and Bo for one Soto. It's just would Soto's you? Just, would I? No. No. Think, think about it. Okay, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. No. One Soto. Yeah, I know it's one Soto. <laughs> if you said one Soto for Mourinho and throw out whoever the hell else. I think either way you want to keep one Arreno or Martinez. Martinez in that. What if it takes both? Like, straight up both? To. No. Straight it, up both? Let's say, let's say the two of them. I'm thinking this. I, I, I agree with you. I wanna, I'm just trying to push buttons. I want to do Bichette Manoa. So let's just say <laughs> um, both are Mourinho and Martinez. You have to throw in Pearson. And you throw in, I don't know what their area of need would be at that point, but uh, I would imagine Lourdes would have to be included. Yep. Um, and for good measure, you throw in uh, Groshans or Cloth. Okay, but then you're definitely sending me a bullpen piece in return. See, I don't know that you would be able to have that leverage because I think San Diego would give up a better uh, crop of prospects and yeah. a better trade practice for just Soto. I don't think so. I'm looking. I just Googled trade talk for that kind of thing as far as package look, stuff look goes. At, look, at, look at what, and look at what this one actually the is. Dodgers gave up for Scherzer and Turner last year. But it, it, was was a right right as, it wasn't as much. Is Turner's Turner's yes. still there? Uh, sure, yes. Yes, but he's got one or two years. Not like ah. Soto, <laughs> right. Soto, Soto's only got two years. Okay, no, I, I think so maybe that would be this plus two. Right. He, so after this, he would have two years of control. The two trades that I found that actually came I, out very similar to where you're going, Chris, yeah. was when they the, the Dodgers originally traded for Mookie Betts from the the Red Sox, and then the the most recent one that they are comparing that would need to happen is the Matt Olson trade because it's Matt Olson plus is what they're <laughs> comparing. Oh, it dude, to. So, so heads does. up, heads up, not to interrupt both of you. He's got two more years of ARB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so he's at, he, 2025. He's a, on, on yeah. he's a free agent. I credit this sports illustrated article I just found, but they, um, they were saying if you were trying to find that, get the guys of those two trades, the equivalents in the Toronto blue Jays current landscape of prospects and talent that it would take possibly a major leader or three top prospects and a couple of throw in guys. So they call out having to trade Moreno, Martinez, Groshans, and they lay, they have a laundry list of Blue Jays pitchers that say pick two. <laughs> yeah, I say all system. day. Let's go. Okay, where do I do sign? it? Where do, do I it. sign? Yeah, do it. That, I, I, I sign? that I agree with you. Even if it took the fucking six prospects going back, okay. Because the catch on that whole thing is if you keep the major league piece integrity, you okay, great. Soto plays the outfield one day. Springer plays frickin' DH one day, okay? Lourdes plays over here one day, and then DH is another. And you just keep going like this with those four guys. Well, the, th- the thing is with that is you only have one center fielder. Then, 
one real true center fielder. Yeah, yet. like t- t- you're Oscar not gonna lose Tapia on your um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't think t- he's t- the best center t- fielder, t- but he's yeah. solid. Yeah, Teoscar can play center field if you really need him, but you don't want that for a long stretch. Correct. I, I want. I might have to look it up, but I want to say that Soto played some games in center that year. They they won the World Series on those games. Oh, good they lord, I like Taylor. Good lord, I wouldn't want Soto in. No. He can ba- he can barely play right field. Yep. <laughs> like it, look there's Blue Jay left. Just saying. There's someone that I wouldn't. I would to put it over the edge. I would throw in Lourdes. You probably have to, especially yeah, if you're you in a fitting horn. Uh, so, you that pitching depth in the minor league system. Those three guys that they're a lot of these guys they're labeling here are that next wave of guys that would have to fill in when Ryu's gone and company like that. You know. I don't so, care. I I would. Throw oh, I agree with you. Sell the farm. If you're getting, that's what yeah. you're chipping into yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, but I, I don't see if you, if it does fall down to that and the Nats are actually willing to do it, I will throw prospects at that all. I would throw day. lead the system, lead Pearson. the entire system. Everybody, everybody, Everyone. everybody that doesn't take away from this main core. And then you so turn just, around just, and walk over to Rogers and be like, I am going to get this much money. <laughs> you yeah. are going to extend oh, it, it would, Soto, Vlad, and whoever the fuck you want. Sign on the line. I wouldn't even I care. don't care if I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't care if I wouldn't because you have two years of arbitration. Oh, you, you have this year, next year, and 2024 to win it all. Correct. And I, if, as long as you win one of those years, Doesn't people are going to walk. People, your priority still to me is Vladdy. I'm sorry. Like, I, I would love to have them both. But if you could th- it, say we win a World Series in 2022 or 2023 with Soto, yep. 2024, his final year, I'm dangling that to replenish the system and continue to win. True. Yeah. Like, valid, valid. So, all good points. <laughs> yes. Or you trade Vlad. Like, I, I know that sounds sacrilege. Yeah, you, like, you trade Vlad and then you extend Soto. Yeah. Yeah. You get rid of one. It of comes them. down to the con. Yeah. You guys remember this? Or argument, it doesn't matter fans. at that point. And it became the. I want to say it was two thousand five. They it was pay Delgado or pay Vernon Wells. And they, they paid Wells. Wells. <laughs> As a rookie. As a so fucking just rookie. saying. Yeah. So, but to that point, there's always things that come up like that with major league baseball teams. But to that point, we know where this budget is trending right now. And if you throw somebody like Soto in it, break the fucking goddamn bank. You have a team, you have a team that is the murderers row Yankees with him in this lineup. Yeah. Make it happen. Don't care what it costs. <laughs> Players like that only come up so often. And there's only so many major league baseball teams that are in the situation. The blue Jays are where they are, supposedly, you know, one of the better teams in baseball and still have prospect capital in that level to even yes. make this trade. Yeah. If you're going to trade those four guys that we were just talking about through our minor league system, it's going to be for somebody like this. It's yeah. not going to be, hey, let's go go get another Gossman and hope he's going to keep going good. <laughs> you know, you yeah. wait to sign that guy. <laughs> yeah. You the just believe this guy would trade. You're going to be one. in a bidding war. Yeah. Yeah. And I just going to take, take one that six or seven guys. If you're doing just, all prospects. Yeah. Just take it one step back. If we didn't resign Vernon Wells in there, we wouldn't have had Mike Napoli on the team. Just For a saying. Second. Par- party For at Napoli's. <laughs> oh. For a second. In Texas. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Um, I turned into a fucking sucker. Oh, that, God, that, that guy. 
that won us <laughs> that won us the uh the trivia night anyways um let's move on to the final topic this is, pertains to last night and it was it sort of encapsulate encapsulate sorry what we were talking about about charlie montoyo and stuff um before i do i want to bring it back to uh why am i blanking on who they just cincinnati uh when manoa went almost nine okay so keep that in mind alec manoa went almost nine innings i think he pitched a full eight um and he desperately wanted to go out there to complete it um and the eighth inning the beginning was a little bit rough but he did uh was able to get through it so keep that in mind uh last night however barrios was starting to fall into a groove he had a really solid night i would say uh despite giving up three earned runs um two of which weren't even by him but still three uh three earned runs um he was pulled i think he pitched six and a third um and he was pulled for was it for merriweather or simber i think simber it was simber. simber yeah um and the argument here is that he was cruising he should have been given the opportunity to finish the the full seven innings uh chris i'll start with you do you see did you think that decision was the appropriate one for charlie to make to pull brios after he was cruising or do you think that the writing was on the wall and given the fact that he has been a little bit up and down the season that there was some trepidation decision in montoya where do you stand on this and i just to be fair that's not the reason why the blue jays lost this game so no um i think he hit the nail on the head there that because he's been a little bit up and down this year that that probably um, had something to do with it. And, and it seems that part of Charlie Montoya's coaching philosophy is having kind of that, that quick pull on guys when you shouldn't. Mm. So like, I don't think it should be surprising that he made that move. And like largely in this last year of having Adam Simber, he's been pretty damn good. Um, so it's kind of just one of those consequential things that just happened. Um, I don't think it was necessarily the right move, but I also don't think it was the wrong move. If that's, sure. it could have went yeah. either way. It, it's it, a hindsight it really, thing. Yeah, it, it it really could have went either way. Um, I, I I think I'm more upset with the fact that Romano was left in the bullpen when he probably should have came in at some point. I think he pitched um, two nights in a row though. Well, right. it, it, and then that goes back to Manoa's start that he didn't Shit, have to pitch. He shouldn't, you shouldn't have pitched him that game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it is all hindsight now. So yeah, it's tough to say. Well, yeah. You want to know what grinds my gears about the whole thing? Sure. <laughs> They only scored three runs. Yes, there is that. <laughs> but Start so the they, over. they took 85 or Manoa had, I think, 85 something pitches when he was removed from that game. Yeah. So barely over 80 pitches. When Barrios goes to start that inning that eventually goes to blow up, he was at like 78 pitches. Yes. Yes. You're, to me, it was a complete double standard bullshit. And you, you took somebody out that was full on autopilot in Manoa the other night. Don't get me wrong. Barrios was looking really, really damn good, but he hasn't earned that chance to just go out there and air it out for another. If you think the game is on the line yet, in my opinion, and my, I love Barrios. I've been watching him for years. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
he went out there. I started seeing the hamster falling off the wheel because they were just, it was, you know, seeing eye single shit. It's not like anything was really hammering him and lightening him up or anything, but the, the problem was it was clearly getting to him. Mm. Make the move. Get somebody else in there right then and there. I thought he waited too damn long, and it could have been three to two at that point, or three to one at that point, rather than oh look, it's a fucking tie game. Let's just keep going right. with this, <laughs> or it's going to be a tie game. I mean, because they did get out of that inning, correct? With the lead. No, Simber. Simber. He had two on, and uh, Simber drove both of them in. That's what it was. Okay, mm. so. I couldn't remember. I thought for some reason I was thinking Merriweather gave up that. No, no, uh, Merriweather. Run, but that was because he had a really up and down in it. <laughs> or maybe did Merriweather did give up the? I gotta look now. Did he give up I a home remember. run? I, he might. No, 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 no. He didn't give up a home run. He gave up what was what they thought was going to be a home run. I think it hit off the fence. Yeah, it was the the lo- the one that hit behind Loris. Yes, yes, was. yes. And he got lucky um, to get out of that inning. He got out of the inning. He. Right? Yes was hitting good velocity and I'm glad to see Merriweather back, but I was flamingly pissed when he came out of the goddamn yeah. bullpen at that point. I'm like, this game is on the line. Let's just throw a wild card at it with Julian Merriwell, Merriwell, Merrifield, uh, or Merriweather. I mean, and it just didn't make any sense to me. It's just great. I love that you want to bring another guy up because obviously we beat the crap out of our bullpen for no reason over the last whole week again for no, because of lack of offense. That's the other side effect of this no offense thing. <laughs> the bullpen is getting overworked and you have to bring in arms every once in a while just to spell some of the other guys out. So mm-hmm. reason Zach Collins got demoted and Julie Merriweather shows up. So yeah, it was just rough. And like I said, I think it was one of those things that it was double standardish between Manoa and Barrios. And I'm sorry to say right now, Manoa is the ace. Kevin Gosman is the ace. The two of them should be getting any of that kind of stuff. Hey, you know, you have the chance to run and give the bullpen a day off. Fucking do it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it just seemed really weird to me. I don't it know. It was a chance. He should have at least been given a chance to go out there and see if he could get it done in freaking 10 pitches. He goes and gives up a single, you pull him. Exactly. Yes. It, yeah. There was nothing lost in it other than a little time. <clears throat> And then mm-hmm. with how everything's been bullshit lately and we can't score runs, yeah, it was a different with having a guy start the inning on first base versus having a guy like last night start at second with the extra innings. Mm-hmm. So is what it is, but mm-hmm. it just seemed odd to me and poorly managed at that point because that was the difference of bet- between having, especially last night, having Roma- Romano ready to go out and actually close that game out with the lead. And also, Romano... Shaved his his entire face, and I'm just not. I know what the hell was that? He looks like a child. Yeah, yeah you, need to, you need to bring that sash, bro. Bring it back. Um, I think it was because it was Military Appreciation Week. Okay, or yeah, weekend fair. that he was like, you fair. know what, just I'm boom. Forces, yeah, streamlined. Um, I only bring this up is because I do think that uh, when you pay someone the amount of money that they paid Barrios, you give them the latitude. And I know it's been a little, like I said, trepidatious with him uh, when it comes to his out stuff, especially heading for, you know, from game one on. But you give that guy the nod to be your opening day starter. You should give him a little bit of latitude, especially on the road in these games that are sort of must win. And your bullpen has been shaky, um, relying on the same arms and whatnot. Um, if you're not going to do that, then, yeah, I think you have to, hindsight being what it is, you got to let Manoa go a full nine. I don't remember when the last time a, a Blue Jays pitcher 
did a complete game. I don't know. That many um, catches. It didn't uh, make yeah, any sense. It, he just went the whole, He wanted to. And he, they showed him in the dugout. Um, he wanted to go all the way. And I think they should have let him, but they didn't. And, you know, it's a story for another day. But, um, all right, let's uh, let's end it here. Let's head into picks to click and uh, predictions. Craig, do we have uh, a full slate of picks to click? Do we do we have anything that we had to settle from last week? What, what's the deal? Yeah, we need to settle that it was basically Gosman or Springer from the week before, which would it's have definitely ended. Springer. It's definitely Springer. Yeah. Okay, so that means Brendan, even in his absence, picks up another win. Ah. That's his first of the season, so boom. He's on the board. There you go. (laughs) All right, so then last week, I had had Kikuchi. Chris, you had continuing with the Springer trend. He's been basically picked every week at this point, which is shocking. (laughs) Um, Adam, you had Boba and Brendan had Chapman. (laughs) He doesn't win. Chapman Uh, does not win. (laughs) There it is. It's been so Bo, Ross, Bo Springer, and Kikuchi. Not necessarily in that order. Um, I wouldn't do Kikuchi. I wouldn't say him. I mean, like, it was a little bit rough in comparison to previous starts. Still only gave up two runs. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you that it didn't look If good, I remember correctly. Compared to everything else with those two. Bit, yeah, his first inning was rough, if I remember correctly. Um... To that point, Boba Shett had the two home run game. I kind of feel yeah. like I got to vote for Boba Shett in the midst with of swagger, that. with swagger too. Yeah, I, I was just trying to look at Bo's last seven, and I think it's through the series in Cincinnati. He probably out of those three. Maybe this is the whole problem with the Blue Jays' offense, guys. We can't pick good picks to click. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I think, I think that's. Yeah. So we go on with Bo for Mr. Corsair then? I th- I'm with it. Oh, sorry. Man. I should have told you that it was not the uh, pick, Chris. Otherwise, you wouldn't vote for him now. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be Chapman now. Um, no, no, it's it's going to be Bo. All right. All right. So Adam takes the lead, breaks the, breaks the tie with you, Chris, now with three wins for the season. Chris, you have two. Brendan and I bring out the basement with one each. i got to stop least... picking relievers is my thing. Yeah, and... <laughs> At least, uh, help you. at least Brendan's on the board. All right, so I'll go first then, since I won. Uh, I'm going to go Espinal, Santiago. Okay. I got to find more paper. <laughs> um, I'm running out of space, man. It's only seven weeks in. <laughs> Jeez. Chris, what say ye? Um, I'm just trying... Da, 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 da. Who is really overdue for a heater? Like the whole damn team, to be honest. Vladdy, man. <laughs> Vladdy's way overdue. Yeah, I can't pick Vlad, though. That's the thing. I, I think anybody's allowed to pick anybody. Yeah, at this I point. think we can lift the cheat code rule. <laughs> I've been trying to get you guys to do that for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can lift it. Chris is like, I'm taking this fucking tie back for a little lead. I'm calling the Vlad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to take Vlad. I don't see anything in his game that suggests that. As he just hits a home. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> fuck off. Um, and he is up. <laughs> I know. And it's foul. <laughs> yeah. 
Hmm. <laughs> Who are we playing? We're playing Anaheim, right? Anaheim and Chicago. Chicago. Oh, oh Gretz- Gretzky's <laughs> in St. Louis. Interesting. Yep. Um, fuck it. Guriel. Lordis. Praise the Lordis. <laughs> just, just a horrible idea, but that's be with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so, does that mean Brendan gets his pencil in, or do you give us a pick? His <laughs> pencils for you. Yeah. Get yeah, this. no, give him Ryu. Sorry, <laughs> Happy wedding. Happy wedding. <laughs> two, here's your good two weeks off. Yeah. We got you a gift. You get Rio for two weeks. Yep. <laughs> it's going to go over there. Oh. Shout out innings. He knew and we're all going to be cursing. <laughs> yeah. Could be worse. I could be off and it'd be Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Valid. Um, a little... Do we just take what he does in Buffalo at that point? I guess. <laughs> I guess. So, did they announce who's going to pitch tomorrow yet? Uh, I can find out. It would be Ryu, would it not? Some you would pitch. assume, if, unless he needs an extra day's rest. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah. And then they got Manoa. So, but it's only a short week too because they're uh, playing only three games days. against Anaheim, right? No, they're playing four. I think, they're playing they? four. Yep, they're yeah, playing four. They're playing four. Oh, they picked the series up on Thursday then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, never mind. The... <laughs> yep. Okay. And then... Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. You you lifted the Vlad code. I'm just going to go with Vlad just to be that guy. Just take it. <laughs> yeah. You have to at this point. So, there you go. And how do you guys think we're going to do in the rest of those series as far as, you know, we're going to be playing in Anaheim and the Windy City Oh no! For our next show, the White Sox and trending in the right direction, and Josh Donaldson yeah. just lit a giant fire under the White Sox's ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they have the off day on the Monday, so we won't. It, it's really just L.A. Yeah, because uh, as far as our Tuesday viewing period, yeah, next Tuesday they're at home against the White Sox. So okay, so then how do we? It's do really only L.A. Series? Two and two, two and two. Yeah, I'm thinking dose uh, dose too. Maybe a little California A gets the Blue Jays moving. Do you think? Is Otani pitching against us? Is Otani? We up don't know. Bats. So. <laughs> so we got Ryu, Manoa, Kikuchi, Rios, all on the road. One of which is a getaway game on Sunday. Oh, God, Saturday night at 10? Jesus. Wake the fuck up, dude. <laughs> you can tell I'm a dad. <laughs> I'm going to go one and three. Drinking. Ooh, ouch, guy. Yeah. I think it's the first time we've, I've, or anyone here, has been a losing series. Oh, no, I, I said once. that they were getting swept in Tampa. <laughs> there you go. You're right. Okay. <laughs> One and three. Yeah. Maybe that rough times guy around. Yeah. All right. Good, good fun. But yes, well, that would be a fix to collect in the yeah. face to end the show on. But to that point, apparently we might have a guest next week in Brennan's absence seeing, you know, West is just, I was kidding. <laughs> he was given the wrong hey. date. <laughs> I was just, no, I gave him the right date. He just didn't look the message clear enough. 
calendars yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to right, that point, so, if you're listening, last sometime. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we can get them on, that'd be great. Um, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Um, so. If you like what you've heard, please give us a subscription, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fixed from. We'd appreciate the subscription. Leave a five-star review if you are so inclined. Uh, if you'd like to visually listen to the show, see what I did there, um, you can do so on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like, subscribe, and share. We would appreciate that as well. Um, and you can get in touch with us on Twitter at our uh, Twitter handle, which is uh, Birdwatching GC, right? Yeah, Birdwatching GC. Um, hit us up, talk Jays with us. We're very responsive and we're very interactive. We love talking Blue Jays. So, that being said, uh, guys, let's do what we normally do to close out the show. Two claps, Rick Flair. Let's go, Blue Jays. One, two, three. Woo! Let's go, offense. <laughs> Bring it on. Let's go. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.